welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Is now the time to get fixed up. Now, I'm not talking about Valentine's Day, which is next week. I'm talking about your mortgages. And by the way, if you like this stuff, if you find it useful, please like and subscribe and share it with your friends so I can get this free content out to as many people as possible. Now, central banks around the world are raising interest rates. Now, we haven't heard from America yet, but the the chances are they're going to raise their rates sooner rather than later. Uh, But a lot of banks around the world, including the UK, have raised rates. And that means that will affect borrowers. It will affect mortgage rates, obviously. Uh, So mortgage rates are going up for millions of of borrowers. Now, if you've got a long-term fixed rate, like 10, 20, 15, 15-year loans, or even 30 years as they get in America, then obviously you haven't got anything to worry about unless you you want to move in the next few years. But you know, you, you are safe. You, you've 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 won the the the, uh, uh, the the prize for sensible financial planning. Now, a lot of people in America have thirty-year fixed rates. Some of them as low as like three percent. So they're sitting pretty at the moment, unless they want to move in a year or two. But you know, for, for a lot of people, are not in that position, and and particularly in in the UK. Um, Roughly a quarter of borrowers, something like 2 million borrowers in the UK, are still on what's called a variable rate, which means it can go up or down. It's just a standard variable rate, which is probably the worst rate you can be on. Or they're on a tracker rate, which tracks their so-called variable rates. Now, variable rates uh, used to be directly linked to the, the Bank of England base rates, but they're not now. So they make up their own variable rate, which is usually the highest rate. Now, to get a mortgage on a variable rate, you don't usually pay any fees and that sort of thing. It's just a low cost in terms of fees, but the rates are higher. And a lot of people have had a fixed rate or a discount rate in the past, and that has expired, and they're automatically switched on to a variable rate. And some people have not bothered to change it, or you know they've been on a tracker rate and they've been doing very well during low interest rate periods, or a discount rate and been doing very well during the last few years. But now I think that that is about to change. So I, I think you know you, you could be facing a substantial rise, and also those people who are on short-term fixed rates now could be in for a nasty shock when those rates expire. Uh, Most people in the UK are on short-term fixed rates, two years, three years, five years, maybe seven years. Very few are on 10 or more, and there's not many lenders out there offering very long-term fixed rates. I think people in the UK tend to to move every five to seven years, so they don't want to be tied up with the 30-year deal. I, I, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, but so, so a lot of people are going to be affected by this as, as they come out of these rates. So, and what usually happens, um, you know, I, I, at, at that point when you come out of it, then you're normally hit with uh, an increase or you have to then fix again or refinance somewhere else. And, and the rates will be different. They're, they're going to be going up. And in addition to that, the lender will whack on a nice two to £5,000 fee just for giving you the, the rate. <laughs> 
yeah, how they get away with this, I just don't know. They they charge you to have a mortgage with them, and then you pay all this interest over the years, and and they charge you this this fixed rate uh, fee. Then they charge you if you leave early, which can be quite high, and and then they charge you at the end a, a redemption, a mortgage redemption fee. Now they used to put this up as an excuse for the the deed handling fee, you know, like fifty pounds to post the deeds back to you. But there's not even a, an old-fashioned deed anymore. Most of the deeds are electronic at, at land registry, so it's just a flick of a few switches. But they charge you now it's something like one hundred and fifty, two hundred pounds just to to end your mortgage. Uh, you know, it's it's just a, a joke really. But they they do get away with it. Now I know that rates are going up. The UK has put up their rates uh, by by a quarter percent just over a week ago, uh, and I reported that last week. We're now on 0.5%, still very low. And as I said, the US Central Reserve, US Federal Reserve are likely to put up their rates sooner because their inflation is now 7.5%. And, and their inflation rate has not been seen since the early 80s when, when we had soaring inflation. So I, I think uh, they've got to do something there. And you know, inflation is, is running away. Even the boss of Tesco's this week, John Allen, said the worst is yet to come. You know, we know that food prices have been rocketing in the UK, and he's saying they're going up even more. Now, you know the old Marmite thing, you either you love it or you hate it. Well, if you're a Marmite lover, then that's a product you need to start stocking up with because the the, uh, the makers of Marmite have said that, that they'll definitely put in prices up because uh, of rising costs of all the, the raw materials, fuel, petrol, all, the, all these things are, are going to affect uh, food. Uh, but the, the thing to watch if you're, if you're a borrower is definitely... Uh, get get your your rates sorted out. You you might need to talk to an advisor, your financial advisor, or a mortgage broker. Uh, if you're going to switch, like if you're in a fixed rate now, and you, you know you it, it's going to expire, say in a year's time, you could switch out of it now. You don't have to wait until it expires. Now you might pay a redemption penalty to come out of that deal, but on the other hand. Uh, you could get a much cheaper deal now than you might be able to get in six months, 12 months time. That's something you've got to uh, discuss with your advisor. Now, the redemption penalty might be very high as, as it isn't. I've had mortgages with huge redemption penalties, like 15 grand redemption penalty just to come out of it. Um, and even more, uh, some redemption penalties could be low. There could be 500, there could be a thousand or 2000, and it might still be worth fixing up into a long-term fixed rate and paying that redemption penalty, which you can usually add on to the loan if you, if you want to pay interest on it, that is. Uh, so that's something you've got to discuss, uh, I think, with your your your, your advisor. Um, and, and then as a, just, just watch the fees. Now, talking about property, uh, during the, the pandemic, we saw a lot of people leave the city centres and go and work from home. And rents in the cities actually fell. They dropped, especially in you know, places like central London, where rents on flats actually fell and people were moving out. Landlords had empty flats and that sort of thing. And prices fell of those flats as well. But now people are coming back into the cities as offices reopen. The UK have, have dropped most of the restrictions. And I think they're, the, all of the restrictions are going to end in the next few weeks, unlike some countries. Uh, but... Uh, this means that people are coming back and, and officers are saying that no, we need you back to work. Unless you're a civil servant, of course, or, or a government worker, then you can have a permanent holiday almost and stay working from home. But we can't get we can't get hold of you. Uh, nevertheless, most people are coming back to the office and you can see some normality coming back into to city life. Uh, thank goodness the, the, the restaurants, coffee places, pubs, shops are doing well again. 
the, the trains are, are starting to fill up again. So it's looking better than it was uh, even a few months ago. But I think companies now say, look, you know, you've had your time at home doing your washing, looking after your kids. Now we want you back in the office where we can not only just to keep an eye on you, but help to motivate you and, and, and keep control of what's going on in, in the workforce. So Zoopla reported that uh, the cost of renting a property in the city on average, this is, has gone up by around about £62 a month. It doesn't sound a lot, but you know, in some city centres, that might be an extra 10%. In London, it might be nothing. Uh, but Nevertheless, that, that, that is happening now, and that's a sign of the times that people are going back to work. Now, other thing you need to look at at the moment, this time of year, not just sort of Valentine's Day, but we're approaching the end of the tax year. The tax year in the UK, I think a lot of countries are April to April, but from the UK, it runs from the 6th of April to the 5th of April the following year. Don't tell me, I don't know why it, it's, it's so confusing when you're doing your tax returns and you have to think, well, is that 21 to 22 or is that 20? I don't know why they don't do it, you know, from the 1st of January to the end of December, uh, like, like you can for company accounts, but that's the way it is. Now, in that year, you know, you, it's up to you to, to make tax savings, tax savings. Uh, and, and how you can do this is, is something you, you might, might need to talk with your advisor or accountant. But two of the most common ways are to put money into a, an ISA, an individual savings account, which is a tax-free savings account. It's, it's wrapped up in this wrapper. Now, yes, I know that interest uh, on, on, on all accounts is, is, is low and for most people don't pay tax on interest. But by putting money into an ISA, you are protecting it against future tax and future tax rising. And also within an ISA, you can invest into stocks and shares as well as just putting it into a deposit account. Now, if you put it into a deposit or interest-bearing account, your money and capital is safe, but the rates will be low. If you want a better return, then you know the advisor might say to you, well, put it into a stocks and shares ISA, and then you'll be investing in stocks and shares. Now, I wouldn't put my whole allowance into stocks and shares right now, but if you're saving a monthly amount, you know, a few hundred pounds a month, then that's fine, you know, because you can benefit from the, the ups and downs or what's called pound cost averaging of buying units in the fund at decreasing and increasing prices. It might sound a bit complicated, but talk to your advisor about this. But at the moment, you can put up to 20,000 into a, an ISA in the UK every tax year, as well as maintaining, uh, you know, pen, maximizing pension contributions. Now, 20,000 is quite a lot. You know, you think, over 10 years, you'd be able to tuck away 200,000 into an ISA, always tax-free. So you could be drawing income from that tax-free, unlike a pension where you get tax relief on the money you put in, but you start paying tax when you're you're drawing your pension. But it's still important to look at both. And, and most people are totally underfunded in, in terms of pensions and savings. You know, we saw this during the pandemic that people didn't couldn't survive more than a couple of months if they'd lost their jobs and they needed government help. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people work for 40 years and they get into their 60s and, and they are broke. Uh, I'm saying a lot of people, more like four-fifths of people end up, you know, not being able to retire or living in, in poverty in, in retirement. Only about 5% end up really rich and financially free. So, You've got to look at that. You've got to look at your pensions and, and now's the time to see if you can maximize your pension contribution and, and that will save you a bit of tax in, in this year. Um, there, there are other forms of, of tax-free savings, which are a bit more complicated, a bit more specialist. And this is where you're investing into uh, enterprise investment schemes, 
venture capital trust where you can get tax relief on the money you put in and it's capital gains uh, free as well. And this is to encourage investors to, to invest in startups and new, new businesses. But I'll, I'll put a link up there. You can have a look at that. But the, these are uh, not, they're not uh, risk-free investments. They carry a high degree of risk and they're only for people that have, can afford to lose money as well. And people, perhaps high net worth investors. So, so that, that's a bit about what's going on. The markets are uh, still hovering around, uh, you know, treading water, really. They're going down a bit, then coming up a bit. Uh, as I'm speaking today, the New York exchanges are slightly down. The, the UK FT100 index is slightly up, but they're definitely down on, on their highs of last year. And I still personally feel we, we are in for a bit of a, a crash this year, or certainly a, a large correction in the stock market because of, well, A, all the money that's been printed over the last few years has been pumped into the market artificially, B, because stocks have been overpriced for, for a number of years, and certainly way overpriced in terms of PE ratios and, and real valuation, in terms of real earnings. There's been some ludicrous uh, uh, stock market launches in, in, the, in the US recently where you know, companies that only formed a few years ago and made no money are suddenly valued at you know, 20 billion or 100 billion. It's just, it's just crazy. And then they come back down to reality uh, late, later on. And, and then, we, of course, we've got the, the high-tech stocks that have also got ludicrous valuations uh, just based on possible future earnings, potential future earnings. Uh, and one of those, I think, is Tesla. Uh, so uh, just, just watch out for that. And, and that's why I think, you know, the market is in for a, a big adjustment. So if I was... 100% my pension fund was which is not 100% in shares I'd be looking to adjust that and pull back and and take a more defensive view uh, because you know bear in mind look when did the last market crash happen 2008 right and then it would have carried on had not the government at that time did this quantitative easing to pump the market up again so it it should have there should have been a major crash after that there should have been a long a dip in the market, but it but it's been artificially held up. It's been given a, it's almost on life support resuscitation and a, a life support machine. So that, but even so, every ten to fifteen years we always have a correction, and we're, we're definitely due for one now. You know, two thousand eight. It's it's a long time since there was a proper correction. So I I think it's come in after twelve years of rising stock market prices, a bull market. We've had a few little dips along the way. And the same applies, in my opinion, to, to property. But that doesn't mean I'm saying go out and sell everything and, and go, go into cash. You've got to take your own view on that. You've got to see your own advisors because I'm not your, your financial advisor. As I said, if you like all this stuff and you, you like listening to me, please do like and share and subscribe if you're watching this on, on say, YouTube. Now, I, I want to help you get control of your finances, unless you are already in control, in 2022. We know how people uh, who are millionaires and billionaires, and we know the habits and traits of those people and how they invest as success leaves tracks. And all you need to do is follow the wealthy people in order to become financially free yourself. It's not as difficult as you, you, you think. And I can show you some very simple, basic steps to help you get your finances under control. Now, you might be one of these people who's already in control, but I, believe me, millions of people are not. And that's why most people end up at 65 you know, either broke or, or, you know, six feet under. But 
most people are not going to be comfortable in retirement, especially as we see the abolition of the the, the, the proper pension schemes, the final salary schemes, the defined benefit schemes. Uh, most people are not saving enough. And, and that's just, this is not just about saving, it's become, about becoming financially free and using other tools such as leverage, such as borrowing money, such as investing, not just saving into account, but actually investing to make your money grow. So if you'd like to learn more about that, investing, managing your money, becoming a pro professional property investor, for instance, or you just like to be financially free without working any harder, click on the, the link below and look at my free on-demand training, absolutely free, uh, no obligation to do anything. And I'm going to give you a special free gift if you if you do that, just for, for clicking on that. So click on the link below, I'll put that there, and I, I will see you next week again, unless there's an emergency update for any reason. But take care out there and, and have a great week. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Please click on the link for the free training. Thanks and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 